Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. This is our 71st episode of Werewolf the Apocalypse, 20th Anniversary Edition. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Cora Two Hearts. She's an Arun in the Get of Fenris. I'm Tyler, and I play Kyle. He's a Philodox and has found his purpose with the Garu. He's known as Guards the Low, Child of Gaia. Hello, I'm Adam. I play Mark Guides the Fallen, and he's a third of the Children of Gaia. Hi, my name's George. I'm playing Roy Mindscape. He is the a Ragabosh with the Stargazers. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Zeb, Speaks in Sweet Whispers. He is a Theurge of the Silent Striders. Hello, my name's Thomas. I play Dimitri Howells in Memory, uh, Lupus Galliard of the Bone Gnarrs. Last time, the groups split up, leaving Zeb and Mark to investigate the spiritual side of what was happening with Howlin' King. The two had reached out to a death spirit to see what it was talking about. The spirit brought up things such as the concept of death dying, and Zeb, in the deal, absorbed the spirit so that the spirit could live through him for the next month as it whispers into his ear. Meanwhile, the rest of the group went to the Sept of the Five Mirrors to try and learn about ancestor spirits. They had to wait a few days until the Master of Right returned. When he did, he gave some basic information on ancestor spirits, how some think they are formed, and then directed them to a Silent Strider guest who is heading to the Grand Moot of his tribe as the Silent Striders have done extensive research on ancestor spirits due to the loss of their own. In the Sept of the Sacred Stone, Zeb and Mark witnessed Eric Ironshadow attempting to wrestle the position of Elder from Regender, Final Days. Final Days was able to defeat the Shadow Lord and keep control of his Sept, though he lost an eye in the process. The two reached out to an ancestor spirit and learned as much as they could before the rest of the group came back to the Sacred Stone to head over to the Unified Heart. They have changed their plans since and are planning to go to the Silent Strider Grand Moot as it is in only two days. Thankfully, Cora was able to reach out to her cousin Eleanor, who is now driving them on the long trip as they begin moving through the Rocky Mountains. As Eleanor goes, So, do I just need to drop you guys off right at the mouth of the park? You can find the rest of the way yourselves? Or do I need to walk with you? Or what's what's the protocol here? I think you'd be able to drop us off at the, the mouth of the park. I'm not quite familiar with this moot, so... Zeb? Yeah, Eleanor this dropping is... us off at, at the opening here would be perfect. You don't need to go any farther. We can find our way. Thank you again for the ride. Sure, I gotta find a hotel in the nearby nearby town. So, do you guys need to ride back to the Karen? If so, I can I can play tourist for a couple days. Yeah, that would be perfect, actually. And yeah, since you you drove us and everything, Koi's just gonna like toss her like 150 to help with the room and the oh. the gas. Is that the last of your money? I think I have 50 left. Woo! Woohoo! <laughs> cool. Alright, so I'll be up in uh, Fruita then. Uh, get me some peaches. Sounds like a plan. 
We'll see you in a couple days. Sure, yeah, see you in a couple days. As she pulls over to the mouth of, or the one of the trailheads, as you see the vast swath of shrubs and the impressive, almost block-like stone pillars raising from the earth in shades of orange and tan with hints of yellow as the sunlight begins to strike them as the sun is already starting to set and the crimson begins to creep upon them and the beautiful violet swirls above as you begin moving further and further into the scorching national park to find the silent striders oh wow this is certainly a beautiful area they seemed to pick okay didn't they indeed they did so why did they choose a desert doesn't seem like there'd be much reagents out here to use for any sort of moot i think it's the closest thing to our homeland friend ah there's still water here but open desert mountains well i guess it's good to be close to home Plus, there's a long memory here. We remember the sons and daughters of Turtle who took our people in long ago when we were forced from our homes. So we stay kind of close to where they were and in a place that reminds us of what we lost. There's power in that. And so you go wandering in, moving down the trails as you see a couple twinkling stars of campfires in the distance. Do we see any symbols or anything marking the area as... Silent Strider. You see what appear to be signs, but it's a little unclear at first. Could I get a perception? A cult. It would be difficulty eight for everyone but Zeb. Got it with a one. I got it with a one. Oh, smoking us all. Glad, yep. glad you know what you're talking about. So, Roy, Mark, you do find a couple mild, minor symbols. They look fresh. Uh, but the meaning seems cryptic to you. And so you know you're in the right you're heading in the right direction, but beyond that, you're not entirely sure. Zeb, you do find uh, several symbols as you start moving along as you see things talking about the west winds and the marks of owl. And so you are able to follow them as you move further and further into the park until you get to the side of a small river with a nice trickle of crystal clear water and nice long yellow green grasses with several striders around as you see several of the jackal-like wolves hanging about sniffing and looking over at you as you see other garu preparing as well is it mostly Garu in Krinos and and I know you said some were were in lupus form. Is there is there other Hamids? I mean, all all types and, and actors yeah. walking around here now. Okay. Exactly. Rejoice, Rejoice Ken. Ken. We are about, about to be to among be our, our family. family. Well, Zeb, I think greetings are in order. You are resident silent strider here. I look, I forward, look forward to it, to Ken. 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 Dance, Dance with them. With them. Feast, Feast with them. With them. Experience, Experience the, fullness. the fullness. I will shift to lupus and howl. As you give the long introduction howl of all the Garu who are with you, the other silent striders give howls back. And you you learn that Yeva Soul Watcher is the 
elder in charge of this moot. She is an elder Philodox and a Hamidborn. She is guiding those around to camp and which ones and where it is adequate to enter the Umbra from. Alrighty, um, then I guess... Yeva Soul Watcher is the one here that we can seek out to see where we should cross. We'll seek her and make our move. And I'll, I'll go in and seek out Yeva Soul Watcher. She is a tall, lithe woman of Eastern European descent. She has dark black hair and brown eyes with sharp hawk-like features as she turns and nods to you. She doesn't really have an accent that you can detect, but you can tell that she's taken several courses to hide whatever accent she may have had. Welcome, brother. Your whole pack. A large pack at that. I am fortunate, Elder, to have friends that would accompany me here to meet my kin. To you and to our friends, Elder, I am called Imseti, son of Horus, but in these lands I am Zeb, speaks in sweet whispers, a theurge of our people. And these two, are our pack here, our two packs here, are dear friends of mine that I would have speak their names to you now. Greetings, I am Roy Mindscape. I am a ragwash with the Stargazers. And I am Howls in Memory. I'm a, a Lupit uh, Galliard of the Bone Gnarrs. These two in particular are pack mates of mine, and our totem is Great Owl, who has provided much wisdom and ensured our safe journey here. The others here, their Alpha, Cora Two Hearts, I would have her speak first for her pack. Hello, I am Cora Two Hearts. Uh, my pack is Fomori's Bane, and I'll have them introduce themselves for you. I am Kyle, Guards the Low, Philodox of the Children of Gaia. And I'm Mark, Guides the Fallen, a third of the Children of Gaia. This truly mystical land that we're in right now. A good setting for the moon. Thank you. It is rare for one of our own to have so many friends. You are truly blessed, speaks in sweet whispers. We are blessed to have him with us on our journeys. He has been an incredible, incredible companion. I am fortunate to be alive because of these guru here. It has been an inspired journey so far, Elder. Excellent. The moot begins tomorrow, though some of the other striders have already begun the traditions of dancing and singing to share stories about the trials and tribulations. I've heard of some stories regarding you, Fomori's Bane. Certainly our reputation precedes us. That it does. You catch us at a disadvantage. What have you heard? Oh, there are many, many stories. Though I've heard from one of our own, Yuri, House of the Departed, in fact, that you all had contact with a white howler. Really? That's... it's an interesting rumor. No rumor, no added information of how mad we are for saying such things. Oh, it, we didn't hear it from you, we heard it from Europe. It sounds like the Black Spiral Dancers take the rumor seriously enough. They've been increasing their presence on Ireland from what I've heard, and the, the Fianna have been battling them back successfully, of course, but enough to 
raise concerns. I've also heard that Wormish companies have been choosing to invest in the area. Well, that's troubling. It certainly did stir the pot in Ireland. And Mark will think back to his rather rude encounter he had with the European Garu at the Moon Bridge intersection. Grow slightly humiliated. Is it true? Is there a last White Howler? Dimitri's gonna glance over at everybody else because this is news to him. Yeah, same same for Zeb. I think his one eye's gonna get a little bigger. Yep. We did spend some time in Ireland, and although we spoke of visions that we had had previous to our journey there, we have promised not to speak of our time there. I see. Well, I suppose this is the worst place to say anything anyway. Silent Striders are known for carrying news far and wide. <laughs> well, it is good to have such illustrious young guru warriors amongst us. Thank you for welcoming us. I'm just still fascinated by this. I come from up north. I've never seen desert scape like this. It is beautiful, isn't it? We usually move our moots somewhere different every year, and we let the words carry. But this, this felt right, and the spirits are strong here. There are Karens here, but no real septs to speak of. To guard them, and so the Silent Striders have taken it upon ourselves to move and shift ever-changing elders, ever-changing warders, and even worm foes to guard this sacred place from defilement, ever-changing, but never protected enough. Hmm. Much like the desert itself. I've also heard you from a friend of mine. Oh? Yes, uh, Yasu, Winds of the Ashen Dead. Will he be attending the moot? Oh, he's here now. Oh, fantastic. It'll be good to see a familiar face. Many of the Striders have already arrived. Some are on the other side of the Vale. Others are to perform mystic rites to fortify themselves or fortify the spirits in honor of the coming moot, while others are here in the physical world to drink from the clear streams to feel the power of Helios setting and luna rising as it goes from hot to cold as the ever-shifting cycles the perfect blend of worm weaver and wild as the heat of the sun dies and is wiped away and the coolness of luna comes and the desert comes alive with new creatures new life only for it to repeat and change in ever predictable manners as the, ever, the changing cycle ever changes the li- life that crawls upon the sands at any given moment, at any given time. Beautiful. Mark's just gonna look at her, like, starry-eyed and mystified and just, oh. Well then, I say we could set up a physical camp here next to the creek, and then maybe we can make ourselves useful around the moot. Certainly. Well, there are cook fires. Please, outside of this general area, she points to the stones. These stones have been placed for this is where the moot will be taking place and the celebrations and the joys. And we don't want any tents or living quarters in this area. Of course. Completely understandable. Hmm. So... Make make yourselves at home. Oh, will do. Mark will kind of shake his back with his backpack. (laughs) 
So I'll go set up camp. Anybody want to come help me? I will help. Awesome. I, I too will help. Even more better. I think Cora's just going to look around a little bit, let everyone else uh, do the setup. What about the rest of you? Zebo go down to the water and probably just like wash and drink and just kind of enjoy that coolness first, uh, especially for most of the forgotten. And, and then probably likely just make his way, you know, to a campfire first to just kind of sit and feel that heat. But I think he's just going to take this in for a little bit uh, while they're setting up their campsite. And then maybe make a move to find some of the theaters that I'm guessing are already on the other side. Okay. I'll actually search out Dimitri and Zeb to have like a packed conversation about the Corax. Okay. Dimitri is probably going to kind of wander around, like have a look around, but he's not going to stray too far away. All right. And Kyle? After the setup, and Kyle will join in on that, Kyle is just going to hang out with the tents for a while and just spend some time thinking on his own because I imagine with the trip and everything that happened right before the trip, he hasn't had much time to do that. Makes sense. So I guess meditating would be a... Yeah, he'll meditate. That's more Garu-like than just sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right, Zeb, you finish up with the fire and things like that as you catch up with a few of the silenced riders you've seen on your journeys. As you see Roy starting to approach you. Mindscape, what are your thoughts? On what? Anything. Well, it's a good thing that I you asked, because I actually ran into a... Corax the other day. I don't know how badly I fucked up, but I made a pact with the Corax. They didn't really give me much say in the matter, but it is a way to clean up the mess that I made. I've been on the receiving end of more than a few one-sided agreements, Roy. I don't think you messed up in an attempt to make right the loss of their kin. They're gonna ask for a lot, It's living creatures that were lost that we just can't bring back. So it's going to feel like a bit of a demand and they were going to squeeze you for it. I think we both knew that. What did they ask? Long story short, they want me to put my life on the line every time another Korax is in danger for a whole year. Well, all right Uh, then. Other than protecting the Korax... They need to know where I'm at, and if they have a quest or a mission for me, then they need to be able to get a hold of me for a whole year. I don't imagine it's going to be too hard for them to keep track of you, unless we go on well, one of our adventures again, as we are known to do. But again, for what, what they lost, they levied a demand. It'll be all right. We'll help you. Well, I'll help you. I won't speak for Dimitri. Well, let's grab Dimitri and speak with yeah. him about this if you're willing to share. Oh, I am. We're family here, and you know how I am. Absolutely. Now, just consider the same for these Koraks who have lost members of their family and how they would be and what they would demand to make that right. It's all right. We'll figure it out. As you grab Dimitri, as you see him kind of wandering around, just looking, he seems... wouldn't be called. I wouldn't call it nervous, but he definitely seems... Just a little overwhelmed. Dimitri. Roy. Uh, what troubles you? You seem to be uh, not necessarily on edge or nervous, but 
Something's on your mind. I've never been in a place this dry before. I'm I'm used to, to it being colder in Wisconsin. I completely understand. I'm from Washington myself. So cold and wet. That's what I know. You'll get used to it when you travel. I'm sure Zeb can tell you all about that. I'm sure you'll learn about that here. Silent Striders are ever moving. Okay to prefer your hometown though. Hell's in memory. A little bit different out here. The elevation, the dryness. It is different. Things smell different. They feel different. Fire burns different. It's part of the adventure. And consider these people here that they're making their home here for just a couple days where they don't normally have one. It's unique to look at, to see how our lupus kin and our own Hamid kin come together here. Plenty to learn, I'm sure, but we're glad to have you here. I am honored to be here. Uh, it's I don't know many silent strays besides yourself, but I, I am eager to learn more about your tribe and kin. Roy, I think, had some more news he wanted to discuss with us and the Korax, Roy. I've made a, a year-long pact with the Korax. It should be running until the end of March of next year. After talk, having a short conversation with Speaks and Sweet, Speaks and Sweet Whispers, it's not necessarily a, a bad or terrible pact, but it could cause some difficulties and I wanted to make sure that you were aware, since you are part of my family now, part of our family. Whatever aid you may need, I, I will do what I can to help. It, it's the least I can do after, after the both of you have you know, helped me through my troubles with the loss of my sept. Well, that um, was something that we helped you with. That was a, a whole sept that helped you with it. This is more of a personal matter, and I know... You were struggling with some things as well, so if you need some assistance, I'm here for you. And I'll turn to Zeb and you too, brother. This is how packs operate. I don't need to tell Dimitri about a pack, but we'll figure it out and we'll solve it. We'll be alright. Korax can't throw anything at us any more than some of the horrors we've seen already. They're just... We'll take it as it comes. But this is something to learn here, fellas. I think we should take advantage of it. Plenty of folks to talk to, plenty of things to learn. Been a while for me, too. And with the uh, bad news out of the way, I have some interesting news from the same Korax that I made a pact with. King Jonas Albrecht. I've heard that he located a crown, a silver crown. I don't know much about it, except that it's a very powerful object. And I didn't know if either of you knew about it. Or if maybe we can do some, you know, talking while we're here in this, at this moot. Well, that is very interesting indeed. Imagine a king among the Guru. Huh. Maybe there'll be more meaning that can be revealed to us on what this is all about. But apparently this is someone well, at least worth the Korax's attention. Perhaps we could ask any of the, the Silent Strider Galliards if they've heard of the ground too. I imagine we'll find out a whole heck of a lot. Meanwhile, Corey, you're just kind of vibing through the Karen. Uh, you and Mark, after the tents have kind of gone up, it seems Kyle has wanted to spend some time with himself as he dives deeper into meditation. 
Yep. Just chilling, checking everything out. It seems Guardslow has a lot on his mind. I mean, it makes sense. He, you know, he was set to follow after Regender. He was... <sighs> and now we really don't know where to go from here, I suppose. I don't think it's that we don't know. I think it's just more it hasn't been revealed to us yet. Things just seem to kind of happen to us, Cora. <laughs> if that's not the truth. <laughs> but this is some time for us to depressurize and for us to focus in on ourselves again. Not in a selfish way, but in the Garu way. We're here to mingle with other Garu. We're here to spiritually connect. Let's see, uh, let's see if we can find some fun happening here. Well, I hope we can find some fun. It is a moot. Yeah, it's a moot fun. As you start moving in, you see people clapping around the fire as several silent striders are dancing, laughing, swinging arm from arm as their feet are bare, smashing into the soft, muddy sands by the river as they dance and laugh and the fires blaze as Helios is finally gone beneath the horizon and the sky turns to ink with pinpricks to the heavens beyond as light glistens above like sparkles. Oof, Cora is a little bit torn because she's like, I haven't danced in years and that looks like so much fun. But oh my gosh, there's already stories about us and what if it gets out that she's just like, Arun, get a Fenris, dancing. Well, I don't know, Cora. This looks like fun. You want to try dancing? Coral smirk. Eh, sure. I can try it out. I mean, it looks fun. Let's try it. As yeah. you get closer, the crowd starts clapping as they all look at you. And you both feel a shove in your back as you are, as you are pushed into the center as the clapping continues to happen rhythmically. Could I get a dexterity performance? So, Mark, you're trying. But man, where, yeah. where, where the claps are on... Or go, you know, when the, the beat is going up, your rhythm is going down. And when the beat is slowing down, your rhythm starts to spike before you catch yourself. As you're just dancing awkwardly as Cora performs a beautiful, almost angelic dance. As she jumps and leaps, splashing, throwing beads of water around her feet as she dances and twirls. Moving around, avoiding stones, her feet glittering and passing through the water as she moves elegantly as her hair partially drops down from her normal ponytail as she shows off her moves and does spectacular leaps and bounds and showing off pure athleticism with impeccable grace. Um, so after the dance is done, Coral smile <laughs> and whisper at Mark, don't tell anyone. Shh. Well, but I did it. Cora just laughs her head off. As there's Clearly. a cheer from the nearby silent striders as they clap and laugh, as they pull you aside as another as another silent strider jumps in and starts dancing with Cora as you both begin twirling each other and both are leading and following at the same time as you just give in to the energy and the music and the play as you move like the fires of the camp, the campgrounds, and twinkle like the stars above. Kyle, after latching on to the hopes of what Enkidu said, 
You finally pull yourself a bit out of the shell, your shell as you hear the claps and the excitement, and you notice Zeb preparing to cross the gauntlet nearby as he finds an undisturbed bit of the stream. Where are you heading, friend? I want to talk to some of the theurgers here about some of the things we've seen. You're welcome to come, but they weigh upon me, and a kin that I'm carrying with me has revealed some things to me that, uh, that concern me. But Mark and I dug up probably more questions than we had answers, looking to find some more. I'd be happy to join you, and truly, it's all been weighing on me, too. Might help put my mind at rest. I've been to plenty of places, Kyle, and if I may, this is something that you are striving for, that a, a massive and incredible amount of effort, Herculean efforts behind this to make unity happen. You're, you're chasing a concept that so many dream of. There are always going to be bias and experience and things that weigh down upon people that they might not, might not be what you expected. Don't let that stop you. And again, small words from me, from one that wanders place to place. This is something you're invested in, but it's, it's a lot. And there's a lot of strange things being thrown at us now. And imagining that every time something happens, the worm feeds upon it, well, it doesn't help. It doesn't help to think about consequence time and time again. But maybe we'll get something. At this point, I don't know. Your words help, but I think I'm less disappointed in what I wanted Regender to be, and more disappointed with what I allowed myself to do under his guidance. So now I hope only that we can, well, that we can repair the damage that's been done to Fate Dancer's trust and just help Howling King. I think that's the most we can hope for at this point. Agreed. I think that's a noble end. And older brother hmm, tends to be a prickly bunch for sure. Let's cross over. Gnosis roll, difficulty three. Zeb, you take a deep breath. You gaze upon your own reflection in the calming stream, and you step forward, and it is like passing through but a silk curtain. Light, calm, as you pass through instantly. Kyle, you try, but even the lightness of the gauntlet here seems heavy with the troubles that cloud your mind and storm as it feels difficult to focus as you look into your own eyes to try and fall into the next world and the eyes of Regender look back as they shift into your eyes and back as the worries of if you would become that you would become too much like him to fix what has been broken Though you are able to finally let go of that, and you feel yourself dipped in the cool waters as if you were, were baptized in an ice-cold pool before finding yourself on the other side of the gauntlet after five minutes. Sorry for the wait. No problem. Let's make our way. And I'll look for, like, just a small gathering, Keegan. I mean, I doubt, like, it's it's just, you know, you know just, a, just a massive mob of theaters, but at least a small group. Maybe familiar faces that I've come across, maybe not. That's what we'll kind of we'll kind of go for here with folks that are they're assembled in the Umbra. Okay, you start looking around. You do find one who seems somewhat familiar, a young one that you've seen before. He's you actually knew him when he was a cub in some of your wanderings. 
Hidden Journeys, a Lupus Faustin of the Ragabosh. Hidden Journeys, it has been some time. As the jackal-like wolf looks up, takes a moment, and then recognizes that the ears perk up and the tail goes up as he speaks up. Long time speaks in sweet whispers. It seems fangs have found you and left many scars. Scars that are memories. They remind me of what I must know. I have a thick skull, much to learn. Much to teach, too. Always howled with such beautiful words. Thank you, friend. A pleasure to howl with you. I look for some of the old ones. Are they here now? There are several older Garu here, yes. Jatu, Winds of the Ashen Dead, plans to speak about some stories and old legends tomorrow. Wind's Fickle Step, hmm, she is good. Adrian, she is. And she, of course, has many tales, knows many things. What are you seeking? For I smell something upon you. There is more scent about you than what the heat should suggest. Though you have no tail in this form, I sense that you carry it low. A kin is with me now. They have sought shelter within me, and as they are child of Owl too, I carry our kin with me and bring them here to family to see all of us here. They've revealed to me things to know and to be afraid. Death. Death feels fear. Indeed. And that is why I looked for someone to speak to, but this perhaps Chimera would reveal to you the answer to such a riddle. What does death fear weighs upon me and our kin? Perhaps Yuri, House of the Departed, would know. I know that Thurge has had many dealings with the spirits of man who refuse to return to the cycle. You are wise indeed. I will seek out Yuri and perhaps know his wisdom. I also know the Soul Watcher has heard interesting tales of death. We will speak to her when we return before the moot begins. I know she was weighed upon with much to do. She is alpha of many packs tonight. And the responsibility is like great muddy earth that hounds and sucks at her legs to pull her down. She is strong and she is swift. Listen to your words, sweet in my ear. You have much to tell me too, I imagine. I will have to hear your stories. My friend and I will seek out something here soon, but I would like to revel with you too. Much needs to be told. Much needs to be told, and much feasting must be done. The rabbits here are very good. Rabbits? rabbits. rabbits. Sounds, Sounds novel. novel. Then we shall hunt. Delicious, Delicious. only begins to describe, to describe it. it. And barring any Kyle's question, we'll, uh, questions, we'll, uh, we'll go seek out Yuri. Alright, Kyle, do you have any questions? Uh, not any questions, but on the way to us seeking out Yuri... Kyle will bring something up. While we were investigating the issue with Howling King, uh, a name, a silent strider, was brought up. Endless Journey is said to know quite a bit about ancestor spirits, at least. And I know, I know that what you saw was not an ancestor spirit. 
but perhaps related enough that they could shed some light on it for us as well. I am committed to one thought process. It is important that we remember that too, and I take your point. I firmly disbelieve this could be an ancestor spirit, or at least I don't want to believe it, but it could be true. It is worth, it is worth to seek out too. So I, I too have my, my blindness in this matter. No, I, I trust your judgment, and I don't mean, I don't mean to imply that I think you've been blind. No, no, of course not. I only want to tell you that I respect what you say very much, and it's important to consider everything. Very well, then. We are mutually respected. There we are. <laughs> you talk around as you're asking for him as other striders finally point you out. He is a dark-skinned man of Eastern European descent, it seems. He has dark brown eyes and a relatively well-trimmed beard, almost a goatee, really, as he is seems to be drawing glyphs in the the sands of the stream and whispering to the water spirits within and even speaking to some of the small minnow spirits before he raises his head up and gazes upon the sky, looking at the immense and beautiful tapestry of stars as there is no light pollution in the umbra, as you see galaxies and in the distance you can almost make out some of the near realms passing overhead and shifting like twinkles of other worlds ever shifting just beyond reach. Definitely take that in for a minute and then kind of wait my moment to interrupt, I guess, as best I can. Houses the departed. I am speaking sweet whispers. This is my friend, guards the low, and we come with questions. Ah, questions. Well, always good to have questions as long as we have a proper sharing of information, as is the way. Of course. I would have you know that I bring a kin with us now. They have sought shelter within me. I see. And we travel together. It is good to meet you, illustrious kin, from beyond the veil to any part of the Umbra. It is always good to speak to those who show the beauty in endings. And to you, you, friend. friend. I will speak what I have learned first to you and what I have learned from our kin before my friend guards and low and I ask our questions. I understand. Please let us uh, move away from the river. I wish to sit and mud is not my preferred medium for sitting. No, indeed. As you guys kind of scramble up the banks of the the river, passing through the streams as you're feet and your legs finally collect yourself on the cold or the the still slight warmth of the sands above as he brings you over to a nice piece of old wood that apparently was brought down here by the river once flooding as he sits down in the nice moldy smell of perfectly dried and cracked and aged wood fills your nostrils as he sits and motions for you to sit on some of the nice warm stones. I'll take a seat. Name. My information begins with a question. It started in the cairn of Guards the Low, and the packs assembled there, where Duat revealed to me an entity within the cairn, manipulating its kin, 
continuing to push an action revealed only because of things Kyle noticed. But the information I would present to you are from our kin, Miss of the Forgotten, revealed to me when I sought their wisdom and asked for them to look and gaze beyond at what would feed upon discord and disharmony and distrust within a cairn. And he revealed, they, they revealed to me something beyond death held what appeared to be in a the domain of the weaver terrifying and mighty to behold the end of all uncaring if observed knowing it was seen but still finding it unnecessary to even act but it filled our friend with dread of the wrong death the final ending the worst and most terrible form and now we are together on a journey to understand that but it brings us back to the crux of our question this vision continues for me but it is what i know now and he will kind of gesture to kyle the person affected by this thing when they were affected their eyes changed color their mannerisms changed completely the words that they spoke but afterwards they they seemed to truly believe that those words were their own. Uh, they had still memories of those things. They seemed truly a little different. Hmm. I've heard tale of ghosts having such powers. The form was of the perfect wolf. Another ancestor spirit had spoken to a friend of mine and I about those that might turn away from Gaia and assuming a form that they idealize. Hmm. It is why I think it is a ghost or something of Duat, and not an ancestor spirit, but Kyle rightly keeps his mind open for all. Well, I suppose. I've heard legends of Garu becoming ghosts, but I think they're just that. Legends. I think that ancestor spirits have powers beyond, beyond just the Spog standard, depending, but it would potentially, depending on the power of this ghost in life, who who do you suspect is the possessor? That would be Carson faces the storm. The Elder. Then that does confirm a theory of mine about the ghosts. I've always suspected that those with strong powers in the physical world, such as leeches, or the namers start with more mystical powers in death than the standard mortals. And while I still find it unlikely a Garu to become one simply because of their close nature to the mother and their connection to the Velvet Shadow rather than the lands of darkness, that... If they were an elder and they did become a ghost, I think they could pick up on some ghostly powers rather quickly, as from my understanding, sheer possession, at least the one that you describe, I've seen only a few times, and those powers typically belong to ghosts that have been dead for quite some time and have refined their spiritual powers, at least for a few years. 
it is possible that it is not just a matter of his power, but that this was all orchestrated and put forth purposefully. In that case, perhaps a ritual could be used to strengthen him beforehand, or facing that death purposefully might bring on more of this strength faster. I've never heard of such a thing, truly, as choosing to die, at least for, once again, humans, seems to rarely produce ghosts, or, uh, well, it creates a certain class of ghosts, I suppose. Some ghosts who end their own lives in the physical world do have connections, connections of hate and anger and things they wish to destroy or avenge themselves on. Rarely do they seek any sort of closure of a positive nature. From my experience, once again, and Carson has always struck me from the legends I've heard and the few times I've met him as one who wishes to build something. I've never heard rituals, though, that aid in the creation of one of the twice-veiled. Our ancestor spirits revealed with the gifts that Gaia has provided us and Owl to view Duat. That is what has weighed upon me and guided my investigation because they were not visible in the spirit world as we know it, but only very specifically with those powers we would use to see ghosts and those that would cling to us as we travel. I, uh, I've never heard of an ancestor spirit walking the lands of Duat. I have heard and even seen spirits that have fallen to Duat, so I suppose it's possible one could get lost there. This is a curious puzzle you bring to me. Speaks in sweet whispers. One that, I must say, makes me very interested in what's going on and where. I know that there are certain dark rituals um, that various camps employ. I've heard that the tribes of Older Brother have various dark and secret rituals. And even our own tribe has attempted to stamp out ancient rituals meant to preserve the memories of our ancestors without any ancestors. Where should we look next? This is continually a problem for the warriors of Kyle's care. Well, I'm a bit too busy with certain things here, but I know that Wind's Fickle Step has knowledge of the right descent into the underworld. That might give you a chance to try and follow the footprints and defend yourself even, if you so chose. Theory you had that someone more powerful in the physical would be able to more quickly gain their ghostly powers. How strong would you anticipate that elder to be? It's hard to say. Most ghostly powers seem to be related to piercing the veil, as there are two veils. We call it the second veil. The veil between umbral and physical, and there is the veil between life and death. Many powers of ghosts seem to be to penetrate this veil, though from my readings and my few ventures into the lands of the Black Seas, I've noticed that ghost society seems to frown upon such direct action 
if it happens frequently. This is a subject that I clearly do not know enough about, as I did not realize that, well, that there was a society to look down on this. Yeah. Any intelligent beings, especially such pack-driven creatures as humans are, would form some kind of society if they form in great numbers. And while very few humans do create ghosts, the vast, the sheer number of humans throughout history, well, do the math. I will look into this ritual for descent into the underworld and see what more we can find. Thank you very much, Houses the Departed. This has been very important to us. May your journey and your attempts to gain knowledge be fruitful. Thank you. And the same to you. Thank you. Owl's wisdom be with you. Meanwhile, on the other side of the veil, Roy, Dimitri, you see Mark walking about. You see he's holding shoes that seem soaking wet, and his pant legs are also wet as his feet are covered in sand and dirt as he's huffing and puffing as if he's been... Like, running, almost. It's the Fallen. What are, you, what are you up to? Seem to be a little wet and tired. Oh, you... Mindscape, oh. Oh, housing memory. Nice to see you. Yeah, yeah, I just was by one of the campfires doing some dancing with the Silent Striders. How, how'd it go? Uh, not so well. I need some work on my performance. Well, practice... Yeah, definitely. But I'm here for fun. I'm not here to show off. <laughs> How are things for you guys tonight? I was just about to head out and actually enjoy some of the the night scenery. Maybe encounter a spirit or two. That does sound like fun. Um, come, let's sit by the fire. Let's get you a little warmed up first. Yes, yeah, definitely. You, sure. You look like you might be cold. Yeah. Hmm. Appreciate the concern. Yeah, let's. There's a fire over there. As you sit by the fires, there are other striders around as they are handing around bread. As you, uh, pita bread and roast lamb with caramelized onions that they have cooked upon the fire. As they are handing it out, as the with bits of bread for you to scoop up the meal, the rice and things like that. As they're being handed out left and right for you to feast feast on. Oh, this would be. Oh, this would be perfect. We can. We could fill ourselves up here, and then we can head out head out into the wilderness. That we can, and this is delicious. Mm, As the right. savory, hev- heavily spiced aromas strike your nose with a mixing of just a little bit of smoke from the campfire that has been absorbed by the meat and vegetables. Well, they certainly know how to feed here at this mood, definitely. Mm. They know how to do a lot of things. And they do things very well. Certainly. Something about this place, I think it is. Maybe you guys can feel it too. Just, it's, it's spiritual impact here is quite heavy. There is something about this place. <clears throat> I can't quite put a finger on it. It's almost as if it's permeating through every little living thing. Well, as the Elder said, this is an ancient grounds with many cairns that they wander around. So certainly, whatever spirits that they decide to join them are probably around too. That and Zeb mentioned it certainly reminds them of their homeland. 
I, I imagine the gauntlet is thin here as well. Perhaps that plays a role in it. Ah, very astute. Definitely. Well, come. I say we get our fill. We go on a little spirit quest. I like the sound of that. How's the memory? Yes. Are you in on this? Oh, yes. Yes, I will go with you. Well, no need to be nervous. It's all right. No, not nervous. Just, I guess I've I've had a lot to think about lately. Uh, Certainly we all have. I mean, with what's happening back at Sacred Stone, the information that you all garnished from five mirrors, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to try to fathom. But I say, since we're at this moot, we should have some fun. And maybe we can learn some something while we're having fun. Like, I did. I can't dance. But I had fun not dancing well, if that makes sense. That it does. <clears throat> I used to be that way. And then, of course, it just turned into more. Found the rhythm. And so you finish eating. The smoke is drifting into the sky. Luna has begun her descent. And night has now passed its zenith. As the stars turn, waiting for Helios's return, it grows late, but there's still enough time to at least view the spiritual landscape, learn of the spirits, and speak to some. All right. So I say we get to uh, the riverside here and pass through. All right. Gnosis roll, difficulty three, please. All successes. Oh, nice. As you both gaze into the water, and it doesn't feel like you really pass through anything as the world shifts just a little bit the sky grows into a cacophony of bright brilliant lights and explosions of worlds that come into existence and disappear just past the sky and the horizon of the penumbra on the distance as the great spheres of the near realms swiftly shift and shoot through the night sky like shooting stars and reappear all the same, some unpredictable patterns, some almost randomly. As ice crawls across your skin as you pass through the gauntlet and are on the other side of the velvet shadow. Oh, by Gaia, it is more beautiful on this side. It is as if the universe has opened up to us, brothers. Wow, I I am speechless. This is true beauty. Um, let's wander. Wonders await. You wander, the wind laughs and giggles as it plays across your skin and your hair, grabbing strands and playing with them in whip-like fashions before swiftly letting go. The bushes and the brush and the shrubs chat between each other and share secret messages as beetle spirits climb and launch and fly between them as they whisper their songs together. You hear the gentle tapping of a spirit not yet awake and likely not waking till the morn and you hear the finally you hear clips and clops of a great spirit as a great bighorn sheep spirit arrives standing well over six feet at the shoulder its muddy gray coat giving off a musky smell as the dust of the land clings upon it and its great horns move back and curl about as it seems to chew its eyes look upon you 
as it stares deeply into you and asks, What do you do so far from the river? Great spirit, great spirit, we were stricken with the beauty of this place, for I have not seen such beauty in all my life. We were looking and taking it all in before our moot in a day or two. Yes, the moot, when Helios rises, they have told me of it, but beauty, I suppose it is, it is our home and it is a place of magnificence, truly. It is a place with rivers and lots of food for my king to feast. Though your kin have long since disappeared from this place, but that is not necessarily a bad thing for my kin right now, for the children of the Weaver have done much to hurt my kin in this place over the years. The Weaver's web grows bigger. It expands to consume the entirety of the Tolarium. Mm. These are heavy words you speak spirits but i forget my manners i am guides the fallen and these are my friends friends from uh, another pack this is mindscape and this is housing memory i do apologize great spirit introductions were not made as guides the fallen has stated i am mindscape of the infernal alphas and this is my pack mate does character, not... does Thomas understand any of this? Does he have spirit I, speech? I don't think he does, so you're just hearing oh, him stalk to a spirit, and then it's making big horn oh. sheep noises back at him, I, at you. I didn't, re- I didn't realize that I was about to talk. Um, I do have dream speak, but I, that would be something else. That is something else, yeah. Okay, alright. Yeah, I have dream speak and beast speech, so... <laughs> I am poorly equipped. <laughs> this situation um so if if that's the case this would be my pack mate house and memory also of the infernal alphas i greet him as well what brings you to this place besides the moon you seem to wander seek guidance you seek something we felt a very heavy spiritual presence here something we haven't felt before the veil is thin here, and it's just amazing to feel it, if anything. We were just caught up in the feeling. If anything, we were seeking this comfort. And these sights that I see give me a new sight on the nature of Gaia. For I come from far in the north, where forests roll over the hills from horizon to horizon. But here, with the mountains and the plains, there's a certain voidness that even though it feels empty, Gaia is still all around us. Of course. Gaia is around us and she shakes her face even here when ice and snow comes in the winter and carves the faces of the mountains into new shapes and forms. She is in every spirit here, the lizards that crawl, the snakes that shake their tail, the fish that leap in the river, the insects that buzz and hum, and wait for just a few drops of rain, so that the flowers of the cactus bloom, and they carry and pollinate, and the great wheel 
times, but times more slowly every year as the snows cut away a little less and the mountains stagnate and the rains fall with fewer drops and fewer flowers bloom and fewer insects play their part. Mm, that's certainly sad to know. To know that even here, the grasping web of the weaver asphyxiates. Her threads grow long, and upon her threads, the tarnish of the worm continues to grasp and choke. You give us great wisdom, spirits. For that, I feel I could speak for the three of us that there's much appreciation in that. Certainly I will meditate upon you tonight in reverence. The spirit nods, and you have a bit of time, but... The spirit, so to speak, though not the real spirit, obviously, of sleep begins to play upon all of you as you grow tired and you return to your camps to sleep. The moot begins in earnest in the morning as all the silent striders are up and greeting the sun, welcoming Helios as they call and laugh and revel. I would join them in their right. Mark will slowly wake up and just kind of hang around the little campsite and wait to see who else was, wakes up. Pretty much greet Helios himself. Okay. As you do so, as many start cooking, various foods start coming out as you see hummus, as well as Zatar wraps, various sandwiches, dips, all kinds of, lots of different foods coming out and being spread and shared between all the participants here as they pass around and laugh and speak to all of you about varying stories before finally the moot goes quiet and Yeva Soul Watcher steps forward and calls out that it is time to pass and all join her in the Umbra as you greet the spirits as friends and brothers and gift them Gnosis to keep the Karen that you're in alive and well. So anyone who wishes to make a contribution of one Gnosis is allowed to do so now. I will do so. And I will also do so. As the Gnosis flows from all of you and the place brightens up as you see the heart of the Karen briefly form along the river as it streams out and the thuds of the beat sound in your ears briefly before it, re it merges once again with the lands all around you and the spirits of falcons and eagles cry cry up above as it is called as you hear that there are calls for story challenges and for tests of endurance climbing challenges the like it is here Kyle Cora Zeb Mark you hear a familiar voice beginning to speak. Thank you. I wish to tell the story of when the Red Talon feared man. And you see that it is Winds of the Ashen Dead preparing to tell a story. Ooh, Cora will go over and listen. Kyle yeah, will as well. Yeah, same for Zeb. Almost definitely will listen. Yeah, same for Dimitri. In an era long ago, when the woods were vast and dark, when the stars shone bright, beyond the bond of his Karen, tracks by the sunside wind began his hunt. The talon caught the scent of man, 
lost and fearful. The man had no weapons, no false fangs to do tracks any harm, nor could he do great damage to the great forest about him. Still, tracks followed the man, saw him wandering towards a road, soon to escape what the Talon believed was the man's rightful fate. Swift as a storm, terrible like thunder, tracks by the sunside wind struck the man with fangs and claws. The Talon ripped the man apart and spit upon the useless corpse to rot in the sun. An unjust kill, an unjust motive. Tracks by the sunside wind returned home, his setmates gladdened by his hunt, impressed with his brutality. They howled victory into the night, but their howls only drew a darkness. For you see, the man had his own pups, his own litter he was meant to care for, and his destruction would lead to their doom. Filled with poison and rage, the man's spirit stirred from beyond the second veil. Knitting flesh back together best it could, the man hobbled along in its meat and soon became the hunter. Beyond the bond of his Karen, tracks by the sunside wind began his hunt. The talon caught scent of rot and decay and thought the worm was near. He moved like mist, soundless, near invisible, his paws refusing to disturb but a single leaf. Tracks by the sunside wind was caught off guard as the shambling corpse came his way. He bit, he tore, his crinos form raging across the forest as he did battle with the meat that refused to be still. Arms reattached, guts spilled, eyes plucked, and still the man came. Tireless, vengeful, and unmoving, tracks by the sunside wind fled back to his cairn and warned his elders. The Talons hunted and destroyed the man thirteen times in thirteen ways, or so they thought. The corpse gone, the spirit remained, and no right seemed to appease it. The Talons feared this man, for he, for he poisoned their home with his wrath, angered the spirits, and they feared it would close off their home from the mother. Then came a silent strider, named Ride the Stilling Wind. Then came a silent strider named Rides the Stilling Wind. She saw the Talon's plight and agreed to aid them if they would allow her and her tribe to pass through their holy place. The Talon's agreed, reluctant to let Hamids defile their home, yet a Hamid Garu was preferred to human malice. Rides the Stilling Wind crossed the second veil and spoke with the spirit of the man. He agreed to leave if amends were made to his family. Fearing retribution, tracks by the sunside wind agreed to the terms and lived as a man for five long years. He cared for the man's mate and his pups until they were grown, vanishing back into the forest. Though he kept to the talon ways, tracks by the sunside wind never hunted man for sport for the rest of his days. As he finishes, there's a bit of somber silence as the next Garu comes up to tell their story when Winds of the Ashen Dead goes, Oh, friends, it's good to see all of you. 
I did not expect it. I thought maybe perhaps only Zeb would arrive. It's good to see all of you, as he comes over and places a comforting hand on both Cora and Kyle's shoulder, and then gives Zeb a hug. Hello, Winds of the Ashen Dead. That was a wonderful story. It's an old legend that was told to me by my grandfather, and it was told to him by his great-grandfather, and it was told to them by the great-granddaughter of the Strider in that story. Or so the legend continues. Dance, Dance with, with the rest, rest kin. kin. I feel, I feel the, the, rhythm the rhythm through your flesh. Well, you certainly do the story proud. It was wonderful. Very well, Very kin. well kin. I'm better with better words than the dance. Than dance. But dance we shall. I thank you. What brings all of you here? If you don't mind me asking. Well, Zeb invited us all. And we pretty much made it a priority to come here. Zeb's a very important Garu to us. We also know that there's a lot of information among the silence striders, and we thought, you know, while we're here, we could talk to some thirges about a little problem we're having over at the sept. A problem? Hmm. My belief, possibly, that. An entity of Duat wanders about the cairn, manipulating its kin. We have investigated this for some time now. It has revealed more questions than answers. I see. Spirit of Duat in the cairn, hmm? And our concern is, is that it can start taking advantage of the cairn happenings. I don't know what that could be. There's several Garu about who might. As well as I had some news for your Karen that I was going to take back, if you don't mind taking it back with me. Or instead of me. We could do that. Perfect. I wanted to let you all know that there was some kind of worm creature that was discovered under an older brother Karen. The Elder refused to explain before being executed by a Black Fury who feared that they were letting this creature poison the Karen. She's now asking for Pax to come down to the Sept of the Shifting Earth down at Big Ben National Park in Texas to defend the Karen while for when the Worm Beast awakens as after the death of that Uktena, it seems that the Worm Beast stirred, which seems to link the worm creature to that elder. Luckily, luckily enough, it was caught before that elder could let anything terrible happen. Is it not possible that it was the opposite? That the elder was keeping the worm spirit at bay? I suppose that is possible, but, well, some would treat that as a violation of the litany to not let a holy place be defiled, and I couldn't think of anything that would defile a Karen more than holding a mighty Bane spirit within it. That's... that's troubling. <laughs> but, yeah, we can... we can take that information back... Um, back home. We could most certainly find Pax and join in ourselves if need to be. Thank you for the information. Of course. There's many of other tales I've been hearing, though. I don't think they necessarily relate to your... your Karen. Uh, I also know that a glasswalker 
who is amusingly known as Rush's Bullets, has gone missing. He was doing something for his Karen and uh, was last seen in San Francisco. I don't recognize that name. Do you know? Do you know what Karen he's from? I believe he was down in L.A. Okay. Just the word's been getting out as they want to know what happened to him and what he was dealing with. Of course. We we would want to know what happened to someone in our uh, sept as well. What an eventful time, though. What are you all planning to do? I think I'll join in some of the games, though. You all seem to be contemplating something. I feel like we should, you know, take advantage of, of the games as well. Well, there's certainly something I would like to speak to you about, but it could just be be between the two of us. It can be between the two of us, or it can be in front of everyone. I have no real reason to hide anything. It's rare that my tribe ever does. Am I right? Speaks in sweet whispers? You are most certainly correct. (laughs) Well, then this would fit perfectly for my purpose for speaking to you, because I was hoping this could could get out some time ago our packs took some time to ourselves and we wandered and had our own personal journeys and on mine i aided a forest spirit a tree spirit specifically and i was able to garnish and meditate upon some information he gave me and it's definitely something i want to get around and it's something maybe maybe you have insight on and i'll uh Tell him of the many talent hunter gazing upon uh, Ishtara in her in her trying time, and how he has a worrying look, and how it seems he wants to save her, but how this is odd because this is an incarna of destruction, and Gaia is an incarna of creation. Ah, uh, no, I understand Rorg's pain. Legend says that his planet was destroyed by the worm, and he, in his rage. He runs across his broken realm in fury and hunts, but he does not wish the same fate to befall on any of the other Incarna. Some also claim that he is a guardian of Sart to Zadok, the king of the planetary Incarna. Hmm, I see. So then, not really new information. Well, him looking on as much as he is is concerning because that makes me believe that Gaia's predicament is getting worse. Well, I pondered upon it for some time and something about the meditation upon it has filled me with the rage. I'm sure you can feel it. I can as he looks into at your chest and sees the glowing symbol of the Red Talons. Not surprising at all, really. Rorg is sometimes associated with the Red Talons, and if you meditate upon him, I'm sure that Mark would channel his and their rage. Mm. Well, in my meditations, I had the thought of, he is an incarnate destruction, and he looks on upon defense. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't look for Gaia's destruction. Of course, not like you said, but maybe he's not he necessarily a incarna of destruction either he is an incarna of a destroyed planet he is an incarna of rage which can be destructive but it is usually considered a righteous fury by us 
unless one gives in too deeply and feels the roar of the worm. Well, certainly my spirit goes out to, goes out to Rorg, and hopefully this rage can leave me. But thank you. These words bring me comfort. And though it is dangerous, I still seek this knowledge. All right, now we're going to go down the lines. Howls in Memory, what do you plan on doing? Uh, Howls in Memory is going to join in on some of the games. Okay, which games are you thinking of joining? What options are there? There's storytelling competitions. There is rock climbing. There are foot races. There are uh, there's tug of war over the river. Hmm. There I, are I, riddle contests. I think Demetrius is going to join in on the rock climbing. Okay, Mark. How about we do the riddle contest and then go speak with some other thurges? Okay, Kyle. Kyle is going to watch to see if Zeb goes off to talk to any Thurges, because he's going to want to... He will follow him like a lost puppy, if that's the case. But otherwise, we'll do the tug-of-war. Okay. Roy? Um, I kind of want to go to the storytelling. Okay. And maybe tug-of-war if there's time after that. Okay. Cora? Um... I think that I think she's gonna want to do the um, the rock climbing as well, and then she's gonna see if she can um, she can find that that uh, that silent strider that she's that that she spoke to um, before. Okay. Um, and see if he can introduce her to the young one that he had spoken about. Okay, so you want to seek out... You want to seek out Greg Strikes with Silence, then? Yeah. Okay, cool. And Zeb? Um, I'll probably do a brief, like, speaking part, just as far as, like, you know, sharing wisdom around the fire, and then Zeb will probably go to dance and rebel. All right, sounds good. Dimitri, Cora... It's the rock climbing contest. There are several Garu here. It will be strength athletics. You need a total of 10 successes. It is difficulty seven because of the sheer, like the sheerness of these rock formations. You are okay, going cool. up against each other and one other silent strider. Awesome. I think I might've overestimated my chances. Oh no. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh. Wow, Dimitri, how you, the fuck? As you're, as you're climbing in, your hand kind of catches in the wrong place as you slide and you break your wrist, taking oh God. three points <laughs> of... Or you take a point of lethal damage, and you'll have to regenerate that after you get your hand out, which means you'll have to make a separate dex athletics roll to get your hand out. And if you have no one helping you, you will fall enough to take additional damage. Corey, you just can't find any good handholds. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> oh okay. my god. Seven uh, dice, seven success. Everyone else, zero. So, so Dimitri, one to four successes will get your hand out and you will fall. Five or more successes means you will not fall. Alright, um, what's the, the difficulty? Uh, to get your hand out, it will be diff 8, just because you're in a ton of pain right now. Actually, what's your rage? Uh, my rage is at 7. Alright, could you please roll 
Frenzy, difficulty seven. Well, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, getting all ones on the last roll, it's... Uh, I can only imagine this is going to be all tens or something. <laughs> Another member of the Infernal Apples, Frenzies, during a moot. Tries to... <laughs> With his hand At stuck what? in a rock. <laughs> I'm just imagining the frenzying like mid-fall. Like he's transforming while he's falling and it's just screaming then howling. Right, I'll tell you, it's going to be a bad frenzy if he if he does it. So let's yeah, see that well, frenzy roll. On the bright side, there aren't any kinfolk around. So Fair enough. You do not frenzy. So now you can make your dex, uh, dex, dex athletics check while the other one makes theirs and they get to the top. <laughs> oh no. As you're continuing theirs, you're thrashing, it hurts. Gain a point of rage, make another frenzy check. Oh no. Oh gosh, I am so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It was my idea to go rock climbing. <laughs> you got this, buddy. Yeah! Not frenzy. No, it's not good. <laughs> Four successes gets you a frenzy. So, you're good now, but it hurts. It hurts real bad. Could I get another dex? Cora, uh, make yours just to see how far you got. And yeah! slowly <laughs> making your way up. <laughs> I'm starting to suspect neither of you have seen rocks before. <laughs> I, I guess not. <laughs> All right, Dimitri, try and get your hand free. Uh that's the same tone you used when y me and Roy fought. And you're like, wow, you guys suck at fighting. <laughs> it's not that we sucked at fighting. As you finally get your hand out, and you can now focus on regenerating. But you also oh. fall down, and you take a point of lethal damage. As you get your hand out, you lose your foothold and your handhold. You fall backwards, and you fall onto some of the rocks below as you crack a rib and take two points of lethal damage. Ouchie. At least it didn't fall on Korra. Korra, you make one more roll. So, Korra clearly beats Dimitri, but slowly. <laughs> very slowly. As the Silent Strider laughs and helps her up as she's on the last leg of the race. Last leg of the race and goes, Good climb. You persevered. Is your friend alright as you see several thirds around as they, they're patting you down, letting you stand up and breathe as they're telling you, Dimitri, to breathe as you see the the bruises and the breaks starting to go from black to dark purple to violet to yellow to normal again as you hear the bones snapping and breaking, unbreaking in your wrist. It's all your hands back to normal. Uh, he should be alright. Are you alright as the one who was overseeing the challenge is checking in on you? I'm fine. I, I think I'll just stay down here. It's all good, my friend. It's all good. Sometimes we embarrass ourselves as he puts his hand on your chest and your back and helps you up. And I'll accept the help. All right. Zeb? Yes. Around the fire, there are silent striders dancing, some in traditional fashion, some in more new styles of dance, others just feeling the rhythm of the music as the drums play, flutes are out, there are fiddles and instruments from all over the world playing about you. Could I get a dexterity performance roll, please? Alright. Standard diff? S standard diff. Alright, um, I will expend a willpower for an automatic success. 
Alright. As you're dancing and you're jumping along, you're actually doing quite well as you go through the motions, leaping, laughing, running, spinning. It continues on and continues on as you, as the striders laugh and clap their hands, as you hear the spirit in the back of your mind. This is invigorating, invigorating Kim. Kim, Kim, Kim. What a beautiful beautiful display display to feel feel everything everything, through every every pore, the music, the the wind, wind, the movement. You wanted to be among among us, Kin, and be close to those other children of Owl. I can only do my best for you to fill the rhythms of life, as they are so far from you, so often. Cora, you move through and you do find Greg strikes with silence. He's in the tug of war one of them as he's grabbing and pulling showing off his strength as he pulls another strider down into the water as he laughs and he looks over and goes ah Cora two hearts yeah hi um you said that you'd be able to uh introduce me to that young thurge uh yes I could do you know where he might be yes he's over there he's been doing some things with the Spirits of the Karen. You uh, you can recognize him by the uh, cloven hooves in his crinos. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. If that was an awesome tug-of-war match. <laughs> I appreciate it. As he laughs, as you get kind of the whiff of his, like, the sweat on him, it was clearly a hard-fought victory. Well done. As you approach the third endless journey pardon yes greg strikes a silence said uh that you were over here my pack and i actually had some questions and we were told that you might have some sort of guidance or answers to the questions i I didn't learn much about ancestor spirits thanks to my mentor reads the past she taught me much sadly not everything before she passed a few months ago. I am so sorry that 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 she passed. It's difficult when a mentor is no longer with us. Would you, if you're done here, would you follow me? I could introduce you to my pack and we can ask you our questions? Certainly. Yeah. As he taps his hooves a little bit and shifts back to his Hamid form, as you notice he still has cloven feet in that form. And you notice he's got a pair of shoes hanging from his side because, as Garu tradition has it, a Metis cannot hide their deformity among Garu, only among humans. This must be uncomfortable. Cora says, walking, uh, like starting to walk and like inclining her head. As he follows. Nah, try and find Kyle first, I think. All right, Kyle. You're in the middle of a tug-of-war match. It's strength athletics, difficulty six, first to ten wins. You're up against a young Arun. What form am I in? We're going to have you in Glabro form. He's young, so maybe I got a shot. He is a Cleoth. I'm going to crush him. <laughs> get him! As you do have the advantage, second roll. As you get the pull, you yank him down as he splashes into the water. I imagine by the time you're fostering, you'll be beating me. But you're quite strong for a Philodox guards the low Rhea, but you are Adrian. Just Kyle, please. And I I will help him up if he's still down. 
You help him up as you pull him out of the water, as you hear the waves laughing and giggling at the excitement. When you notice Korra approaching you with a one of the striders from the Cairn. Hey, Korra. Howdy. So this is the third that we were told might be able to help us with the questions that we have about the spirit. Oh, Endless Journey, correct? Yes. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Kyle, Guards the Low. It is a pleasure to meet you, Guards the Low. Well, Two Hearts, Rhea, Guards the Low, Rhea. Is there anyone else in your pack that we must speak to? I think Zed might want one in on this. As you guys see Zeb dancing and dancing well. Yeah, I dance better than him. You got the same number of successes. Carl mutter to herself. <laughs> Zeb, you finish up and you see Kyle and Cora. Cora wave, wave him over. What's going on, friends? Uh, we're just gathering the packs as we can. We found someone who might have answers for us. This is Endless Journey, the third that I had mentioned yesterday. Ah, very good. Endless Journey, it's a pleasure. Well met, Kin. And you, Kin. You want to find a spot? Well, I suppose here's as good as any place we can... What have we talked about so far? Kyle, you leave to grab Mark. Mark, you're in the riddle contest. It's Intelligence Enigma's first two ten wins. All right. You're both trading back and forth, but he's starting to get you as there's a couple that you actually have to wait a few seconds on. Roll number two. Ooh. As he's getting further along, and it's getting harder, and they're, they're real head scratchers. But you're, you're getting it. You're trying your damnedest. Uh, I think I got one for him. As you do get a couple good zingers on him, but he, he finally bests you, and he gives you one that you simply cannot answer. Ah, uh, you got me on this one. Uh. <laughs> good job, friend. You did great. Uh, good job, friend. Now come in for a forearm pretty much and grasp his forearm grasp grasp yours and gives you a hug and i'll pat him on the back and hug him as well i need to learn some more definitely but i almost had you there as kyle approaches Uh ah guards the low you missed it had a good riddle session here but he had me in the end you'll get him next time i'm sure ah definitely so what brings you here you having fun of course, but uh, now it's time for information. We found uh, the third we were looking for, so come. Oh, of course. I'm right behind you. Couldn't do it without you. Meanwhile, Roy, you start approaching the storytelling bits as you hear one reciting a song called The City of Maggots. Breath of my fathers, wash away the stench of death that hangs across this land for the walking dead have conspired with their living slaves to construct a maggot city and to fill it with all the terrors of the night. Oh, the worm was full flowered here. With his coils and his lies, he poisoned the earth. Once tall towers of black etched stone rose like anger into the darkness and the soil was ripe with rotting carcasses that not even a fly would touch. Inside the walls, fountains flowed with stolen blood of babes, and plants flowered with green ichor and purple blossoms. 
Such was the malaise upon the soil that Falcon himself, descending from the clouds to cry for a cleansing. And so we have gathered from four tribes, we come. Dola Shen, the strider with savage eyes. Ismin and Medusa, most brilliant theories. Grantor, the get with bloody paws. Iskaya, the fang with snapping jaws. I, Tetu und Tara, call forth the allies of our people and cast strong gifts at the heart of the blight. With our hosts and kin, we have swept the city bare. Now it roars with cleansing flames. We fought through the streets, those black paved expanses of dust and bloodstains to answer the call of Heru the Lord, of Falcon our friend, to pull down the towers and wash away the filth. Scattered here by vampire lords, like whites and kings, these leeches ruled. The burning sands and trading ports of this city crouched like a hunting cat. On the bay of reed flowers bend, where long ago old Sala held back fifty creatures of the Unmaker's brood, defiled the battleground of our own bygone friend from cities and ports of disreputable kind, came worshipping throngs to comfort the beasts. Full willing they opened their veins to the lords and fed them on carnage and innocence wrecked like flies on limbs of the eater of souls these corrupted mortals gave over their wills to the wretched excesses of the vampire kings till the whole land was poisoned by unholy things O falcon see what we have done O heru see your will come to pass with the gifts you have laid at our feet we have dragged down the palace of pestilence with friends you have sent us, we have punished the spawn of the worm. It was bitter and hard, this challenge of fire. Far too many heroes have been laid to the pyre. Dola Shen, my brave lord, has been rent by the might of two score howling creatures of night. Half buried in corpses, he stood until blood flowed from fifty score wounds, until his arms were wrenched out of their sockets and burned. Still his jaws snapped out at the fray, snatching gobbets of flesh from the screaming dead hordes. O oh, ancestors, welcome him. O oh, my fathers, bear him away with your signs. Grantor fought well, but the... Grantor fought well, but was bathed in acid spilled. From the black palace walls of one fowl reside. As his flesh bubbled away from his bones, he swept like a demon across the onrushing hordes. Not once did I hear him cry out, so filled was his gullet with befouled gore. When he fell, the capering beasts screamed and fled, their hands burning from the touch of his still-seething flesh. O mother, welcome him. Fenris, bear him to your side. Ismen leapt upon the backs of two great monstrosities, twelve-handed giants shaped by fell sorceries. Her claws reaped deep furrows in the flesh of these things. But as they died, they crushed her beneath their great feet. O spirits, welcome her. 
O mother, return her to your womb. Many others died also. Sweet Helena, fair Nesro, brave Quintana, cold Hylas, gentle Cleat, huge Grivind, Isos the wise, Bardi the bold, Riviana the chaste, and Hajra the kind. Three cat changers too fought by our sides. I survived, but Merikar was crushed by great hammers. And Clothos was flayed by a vampire lord with four mighty blades. Ancestors honor them all. Luna and Gaia regard them with pride. Most shameful is one I will not name, whose claws were turned against his own kind. Let him lie without mourning. Let his skin be unburned. If the spirits wish to comfort him, let them do so without our favor or call. And another, whose name is likewise abhorred, abomination, let her be named. For she has been taken by the leeches of the night, and has been turned into one of their own. May the spirits wither from shame, let her bones blacken beneath the healing sun. O ancestors, renounce them. O my kin, let their names be forgotten. Our losses are grave, yet the towers still burn. Let the ashes of the leeches be left to the sun. Let the salt be cast down where towers once stood. Let the rites of purgation drive the worm from this land, for we are victorious, for we have triumphed, for they have fallen, and all is done. The silent striders seeming to grow agitated, for they know the song well. For the leeches are their enemies, and those who cast them from their homeland. What would you like to do, Roy? I would like to tell my own story. As all eyes kind of fall on you, Roy, as you seem to be listening intently. But it is the Strider way for a story, another story must be told. The wolf is young and full of rage. There was a Garu who grew up, ignorant of Gaia, the weaver and worm. His parents were absent from his life from an early age. This Garu felt the heat of rage deep within, but it never erupted until the night where his two worlds collided and one was destroyed. The wolf is young and full of rage. This Garu had his rage stoked early and frequently by others and against his very nature he lashed out. Desperate as he tried, he could not control his desire for revenge. For the wolf is young and full of rage. As time passed, the Garu traveled and made a new family, though still within this new world, it was one he made himself. With his family, he embarked on a spirit journey. The wolf is young and full of rage. The Garu and his pack looked inwards into the Garu and found a terrible and chaotic storm. Black and gray with streaks of red and flashes of white lightning, his manifestation of his rage was too much to face head on and had to run elsewhere, for the wolf is young and full of rage. Upon the spirit journey, he learned many things of his old world that he was ignorant of. He learned that even if he did not see the world through the Garu eye, that the world he knew did not exist. 
for what he did to survive was feed into the weaver, just as he has been doing for the worm in his new world. For the wolf is young and full of rage. While this rage will continue to burn inside this Garu, just like all Garu, it is now under more control and the rest of his emotions can flourish and show. For the wolf is young and full of spirit. As they listen, roll charisma performance, please, to see how they take it. Charisma. Now I'll give you, uh, we'll drop the difficulty to diff five because of uh, what you said and how you said it. To diff five. Can I use a uh, willpower as well? You can. Okay. Yeah, three successes. As it, everyone takes it well, as the Strider comes up, oh, a, a great story, brother. Thank you. It's one I live with every day. We all live with this. And we're going to move back to the rest of the group as you finally meet up with Endless Journey, as you're kind of off to the side away from the moot. See, Dimitri was listening in on Roy's Roy at some point as you pull them over, and you now are away from the rest of the moot. So you had questions for me? Yes. Kyle, Mark, Zeb, anyone? Certainly we have a lot of questions, but I think Zeb and I can start off. All right, well... A mighty warrior fell in battle recently, battling the worm. It is believed that something akin to it now appears in our sept. It was revealed to me via the visions of Duat granted to our people by Owl and not what we would normally see in the spirit world. It is believed that this entity is manipulating one of its kin now and has an ability to guide words of it related by blood or otherwise we i have been committed to the fact that i do believe this is a creature of the truly dead and not an ancestor spirit however there are many questions surrounding this and it led us to an investigation as the form it took was the perfect wolf and the idea that this was its idealized form however we are conflicted again as to whether or not a guru dead would turn away from Gaia and the cycle to continue its affairs in the world of its kin here. Mark, perhaps you have more. Its effects can indirectly be seen in the Sept, and we're afraid that it could start taking advantage directly of the happenings and political nature of the Septs, pretty Mm. much. And our biggest concern is that it could be focused around a leader in the cairn and it could be affecting and changing attempting to change the path that the cairn itself has set itself towards whether for the good or the bad has yet to be revealed but guards the low who has insights and actually has counsel with the leaders of the sept can definitely explain more of the imports of why we need answers well i that is a lot to process and i fear you think me higher of my station than i am i am but a foster what i can tell you is only about ancestor spirits and what they are known to do whatever this force you're thinking of 
is I could not say. I do know that from what you were saying about the description of how your friend was taken, there are legends that particularly powerful and driven ancestors could shape the strength and skills of their descendants and perform great feats beyond what their descendant could at the time. And I have even heard that there were once legendary gifts, nearly forgotten to time, that allowed Garu to merge with the great, greatest ancestor spirits of their tribe, and that legends say that this gift would return or would be rediscovered during the apocalypse. But as to this unknown hand, it is the hand of the worm if it seeks to topple your Karen. That is plain and simple. Beyond that, I doubt anyone here could tell you. You seek the perfect wolf could be how this ancestor spirit manifests, but it could also be, as you say, a ghost, though from most of my readings I have heard that very few Garu, if any, do become ghosts. They're only whispered legends, and there's only spoken of by spoken of in terms of I've heard from a packmate's 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 friend that a Garu became a ghost. But this is a world of possibility still, especially in the Umbra where the wild still has hold. So I won't discount that concept entirely, but if it is an ancestor spirit, you may be able to call it in its tribal homelands, depending on the ancestor spirit that it is. And if it is a ghost, then I know that many of our gifts and rites that function on spirits do not function on ghosts. I will tell you this much. I laid an eye upon it with those visions, and it wasn't a spirit I have seen in the Umber before, and it did not manifest in the way that an ancestor did when Guides the Fallen and I spoke to one in our time. Whatever this is, I remain committed that it is not an ancestor spirit and it is something else. I would suggest you take that with you and spread that word and see if others have seen or know more, because I saw it among the many other ghosts that cling to us that you know so well, brother. And their hand is a very different one than the one that reassures from those ancient spirits that I hear talked about that the other tribes get to enjoy. Then my best guess would be that you should speak to Wynne's fickle step. She might be able to teach you the gift that allows you to enter the um underworld so that you can confirm your suspicions and deal with this spirit, though it is a rather powerful right, so I do not know if you were equipped for it. No offense, brother. I'm not offended, and no, I am not. It will likely be another trial that Gaia lays before me. And if this is the case, then perhaps we're forced to watch things play out. I will not let a man's mind be taken from him. Whether or not it is us or someone else who solves the problem, we will make sure the problem is solved. He's our friend, and he deserves better than for us to sit around, lamenting the fact that we cannot help. I will speak to her about this ritual and see what we might need to do in the future for Mark and I to begin to prepare to learn it. Of course. Wandering through, you do find Winds of uh, Winds Fickle Step as she's laughing and enjoying some of the riddle contests. Uh, fickle Step. A word, perhaps? Uh, guides the Fallen and speaks with sweet whispers. 
Pleasure. Pleasure to both of you. Come, sit, my fellow children of Owl. What is on your mind? Uh, I'm, I'm not a vowel, but I am of unicorn, but I do not take that as a slide. Of course not. Sit, what is it, then, that you wish to know? Well, we were directed here to perhaps learn to write from you. We came to the moot at the invitation of Zeb, and we have enjoyed our stay, but we have come seeking information and answers for a problem at a sept and a care that has become home to the to the, to the both of us. I see. Go on. There is an entity of Duat, I believe, that visits our care now and manipulates its kin. We would look to be put upon the path to learn to descend to that place to find more answers and perhaps combat this entity to prevent it from holding sway over another Garu in our cairn. Well, I have done much research into the underworld, but I will say I will not teach this right to you, Mark Guides the Fallen. It is not for you to learn. It is a right of the Silent Striders, and I would prefer it if it stayed that way. I take no offense to this. It is your right. It is a right of the Third Order. Are you knowledgeable enough in rituals? Speaks in sweet whispers? I am able, yes. I see. Well, it's a... It is a dark right, as you know. And I can teach it to you, but it will take time. A right of this complexity, as you know, will take about three weeks to learn. I understand. Because of the nature of this rite, and you wishing only to teach him, I could send words to this to the other packmates. We might not start now. Again, since I am asking you for the favor of learning, you could define a time when we would meet again to do this at a place of your choosing that would be advantageous to this. I would only tell you that now I have a kin of owl that follows me. And I am bound to him to show, or them, to show more of life. I would fulfill that promise before I engage on a re-immersion into this knowledge. To hold one bound fulfilled before I engage upon another with you. Very well. Well, I am able to teach it now, but if you wish to do something else, there are other ways to reach the underworld, but they are far more, per- they are far more treacherous. I am available here now, and I would happily learn from you in this place in this time, and perform what you would require of me as payment for this knowledge. And she nods. I'm She'll sorry. teach you after the uh, the moot is over, and we'll roll that okay. before the start of the next session to see how long you're going to be here learning. Okay. So she goes, very well. I will teach you tomorrow when the moot is over. I will be here. And... With that, we will find out how things go next time. Thank you to everyone who listened. We will catch you all in that next episode. Bye. 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 So long.